There are the things that are really necessary for the role. There's things you can teach. And if you plot all of that out, and then after you have these deep discussions with candidates, you can see where people sit. And then you can truly evaluate the entirety of everyone's experience and where their strengths are, where their weaknesses are. Everybody has weaknesses. Everyone has strengths. So you can evaluate all those things against what you really need and what can be taught and get a super clear picture of what's actually going to work rather than just going off vibes. You're listening to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now with your host, Jackie Koch, the podcast with all the tips and tools to help you succeed when all of a sudden you have the realization that you're the one in charge. Hello, hello. Molly, how was your Thanksgiving? It's January when this airs. It's after Thanksgiving when we're recording. Yeah, it was a great Thanksgiving. We went to a friend's house. What'd you have to cook? The only thing I was responsible for was mashed potatoes and pumpkin pie. I realized this as I was making the mashed potatoes. I made the mashed potatoes from scratch, bought the pumpkin pie. I way prefer to bake over cook. Potatoes are the easiest. Maybe that's why I did that. I also made two kinds of mashed potatoes. I whipped some because there were going to be kids there. I wanted kids to have something that wouldn't have weird lumps in it, mom. And then some lumpy ones. And they were great. They were very good. Yukon gold, guys. That's what you got to use. Yep. I think that's what I ended up using. Actually, I think they might have been out. I went to Trader Joe's. I think it was Yukon gold, actually, come to think about it. I had this recipe that I added mascarpone cheese. Oh, hell yeah, you did. Yes. They were really good. I got to make a double batch next year. I finally kept all the recipes that I made this year, so I knew which ones were good so I can remake them so I don't have to redo all new recipes every year. Because you do a plan, like a Thanksgiving food plan thing. Yeah, I made all the sides. Mm -hmm. 11, no, there was 13 sides, Molly. What the hell's wrong with me? Why? I mean, I just want to be, I want to be known for side selection. (laughs) (laughs) And you gave, you delivered. (laughs) I think I'm going to take out the carrots next year and then Mm. only do green beans. I don't think I'm going to do Brussels sprouts next year. I think that's what's going to happen. Green beans. But yeah, there's this girl. What's Gabby cooking? She's actually LA based chef. She's awesome. She has great recipes. And she's so smart. You know what she did? She started a cutlery line, a D2C cutlery line because she had such a good following smart woman that Gabby is. But anyways, her plan was really great. And I think she also has other meal plans, like just regular ones. I haven't tried those, but super good. Shout out to her. Love what's Gabby cooking and Define Dish. Those are those two. Oof. Mm-hmm. And they get together. I think they're friends. So. Oh, really? Yeah, they're I'll great. Have to, I'll have to figure that out. Both really cool. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Scenes at People Principles. Mm-hmm. I want the Transformer voice or something. Behind the scenes in a world where HR is your job. Man, it was a short week, but I feel like there's always crazy stuff that happens. So what happened on your end last week? I feel like we didn't even catch up yet because it was a short week. I know. It was actually pretty tame. I feel like people really took time off this Thanksgiving, which is really nice. There was one moment of, oh my gosh, I'm so proud. This particular client, we've been working on a marketing role that is, it's hard to fill marketing roles right now for a myriad of reasons. And it's a very specific type of role. They're going to be the only marketer at this company. So there's a lot of like high level task stuff this person has to be able to do. So it's been very hard. And we're in final stages now at this point. So hopefully by the time this airs, but the hiring manager emailed me to say, Hey, we've got these final interviews this week. I put together a little matrix I'd like to go over with you. 
<gasps> of the candidates so we can review them together. And I was like, you're just singing to me right now. It was great. The teacher becomes the student. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Have you gone over it yet? No, we're going to do it later this week. I'll report back. I'm very excited. I know. So happy because they get it. So actually, let's take a step back and explain like for somebody listening, if they don't know what that even means, mm-hmm. if they're like, oh, why are they so happy? Can you share a little bit of like why that's important to do and what benefits it can have when you're hiring for something? For sure. Yeah. So if you build out a matrix, it's basically what you're rating the candidates against. And there's strengths, there's weaknesses, there are the things that are really necessary for the role, there's things you can teach. And if you plot all of that out, and then after you have these deep discussions with candidates, you can see where people sit. And then you can truly evaluate the entirety of everyone's experience and where their strengths are, where their weaknesses are. Everybody has weaknesses. Everyone has strengths. So you can evaluate all those things against what you really need and what can be taught and get a super clear picture of what's actually going to work rather than just going off vibes. You can't go off vibes. Vibes mean shit. Like vibes mean you like someone and that's not a reason to hire someone or not hire someone. You want to like them, but it shouldn't be the only reason. But it can't be the only reason. (laughs) Yes. So that's fair. That's fair. But it can't be the only reason. And so when you really plot out where everyone's at and where you need things to be, it just brings so much clarity. And then Mm -hmm. you can make a really confident decision about who you are. So yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so great. I think what's really interesting too, you've been the one primarily working on this role. So this is me just like outsider perspective Mm -hmm. is it's been a challenging role to fill and they're being picky, which is good. That's good. That's not me criticizing the fact that they're being picky. They're being very intentional about who they hire because they want it to be a good hire, which is great. And also I think from the hiring manager's perspective, that person is also aware that they're being a little bit picky. And I think they're also aware that they may not get everything that they need. Yes. Like they might not be able to get the unicorn that is great at everything. And so Mm -hmm. they're like, okay, let's get clear on what is non-negotiable, what's negotiable, and then let's assess people based on this scorecard of the Mm -hmm. job, not against each other. Because what ends up happening is so many times you'll compare, if you're hiring, you'll meet one person and like them, and then they become the basis for which you assess other candidates. And that's not good. You want the basis to be what you need in the job, not who you've met. Exactly. Exactly. So that seems to me that you're doing a good job of managing expectations. And they also know Mm -hmm. that they're maybe going to have to give a little bit. So kudos to you. That's great. 100%. Yeah. I will give this client kudos without saying who they are, that they are very self-aware. And I think everyone I've worked with there and I've worked with multiple teams are very self-aware. And I think that is a trait that just is really great in business and often overlooked. And I just want to Mm -hmm. say that. (laughs) I think it's really great. It's a really good trait. Another thing that happened last week, we're working with a client that's in tech. And -hmm. sometimes in the tech space, diversity can be challenging, especially Mm -hmm. with engineering roles. Yes. And with this tech client, you filled a job with a diverse candidate, somebody different than what they had on the team. And that is super exciting. Yes. Their team is very one way. And I was so excited that we were able to fill this role with different. And I got a hell yes. It wasn't even just we want to offer this person. We think they'll be a good thing. It's please. Hell yes. Hell yes. Hire them now. Like they are amazing. 
And it's really great. And the candidate is really an interesting background, has a career change too in their life. Like it's just a really cool perspective that's being brought to the team that so excited about and they are so excited about. This made me think of this because we're talking about offer. There was a reference for a candidate this week that was really funny to me. And I just have to talk about this. So I was doing two references. One was a person's manager and the manager mentioned like, oh, there's this one person on the team that's really hard for people to impress and they love this person. And I'm almost positive the other reference I did was that difficult person on the team. (laughs) No. Jackie. This person literally was like ragging on the company and how it's not an impressive company, but they work there anyway. And nobody is worth their time. I was like, oh my God, but had glowing things to say about this person. Because this person is smart and good and likes to learn and with difficult personalities, if you're someone that likes to learn and you can learn from someone who's difficult and work with different personalities, it's a big deal. But it was so funny. And this person even started trying to sell themselves in the reference. Have you ever had that happen before? Oh, yes. Actually, I have ended up hiring somebody. One time I was like, are you looking for a new job? And we ended up hiring them. (laughs) This was not that situation. (laughs) But it was really, it was hilarious. I have this thing and it was ingrained in me very early in my career that when I do references, I type as the person's talking, like I type in first person. And so reading back, (laughs) it was so funny. It was just so funny to read it back. I'm so much better than the team. Oh my gosh. Like, oh God, I can only imagine. It was really funny. Oh, hey, we've worked with a couple of people like that before. So no, Jackie, no. I think I think those people would give us glowing reviews. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, probably a few digs here and there, but that's just who they are. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is great news. Yeah. I'm really excited about both of those things. Good yeah, job. me too. Me too. Very excited. Let's see what happened with me. Oh, I had to do a. I'm going to call it an SOS call. <laughs> oh yes, yes. Okay, wait. Yes, with yes. a business leader. And this person just needed some help handling the situation. Yep. And so I was introduced to them, took this call, all this stuff. And they had fired somebody on Friday last week, Mm -hmm. the day after Thanksgiving. Oof, what a day to fire someone. To be fair, this person only worked like seven hours a week. I I understand. Yeah. Word to the audience, word to the entrepreneur. Don't lay someone off the day after Thanksgiving. Let's just not do that. Just, Let's not do it. Wait till Monday. Yeah. Emotions are high. Oh my gosh, it reminds me of when. <laughs> oh God, these episodes are going to be funny. Maybe funny. Long and short of it, figuring out when to break up with somebody is a hard thing to do, especially during certain times of the year. Yes. And let's be very clear that... HR and recruiting have a lot of similarities to dating. There are a lot of similarities. Relationships in general, all kind of the same, whether they're romantic or not. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. I do have a track record of breaking up with people right around the holidays. Wow. Okay. Anyways. I think it's because you know, oh, am I going to spend a holiday with this person? No, they're not that important to me. (laughs) Relationship (laughs) advice from people principles. Here you go. Okay. Anyway, so I did this SOS call. Mm Mm-hmm. They ended up firing this person for performance and the person had a reaction and basically was like saying it was a wrongful termination. They wanted a severance, all of this stuff. And so then they were like, what do we do? Like, how do we handle this? So I had a call with them this week and I was reviewing some of the documents that they had this person sign 
And I noticed something. And I actually, I don't even think I told you what I thought about this after the fact, which I'll share with listeners. So I was reviewing the offer letter. People will call an offer letter an employment agreement one and the same. The biggest thing when you're giving somebody an offer letter or an employment agreement is you want to make sure there's not language in there that is an implied contract, meaning that you're keeping somebody for a certain duration of time. And so one of the biggest things that you want to do is make sure that you have language in those agreements that it's an at-will employment relationship, meaning you can terminate the relationship at any time as the employer for any reason, and they can also terminate it and their relationship at any time for any reason. The only state that is not that way is Montana. They, they, they have weird stuff, but it's surprising. Real quick, do you ever find yourself listening along to this and being like, well, shit, I wonder if I'm doing everything right from a legal and compliance perspective. Now, I've said this a lot, but I'm not an attorney, so nothing I share is legal advice, but... Over the last 15 years, I've worked with a lot of employment attorneys on a lot of different things related to people in HR. So I've learned a thing or two about helping a business stay compliant with the people stuff and implement some of the best practices so you can cover your ass, which is why I'm so excited about a free compliance and best practices checklist we've created over at my company, People Principles. It literally walks you step-by-step how to conduct an HR audit similar to what we do when we onboard new clients. So go grab your free copy over at peopleprinciples.co and you'll see it right there on the homepage. Now back to the show. It's Montana of all states. That's not at will, but it is what it is. So Actually, I'm going to talk a little bit about the at-will stuff too, because a lot of times people get that wrong. So they're like, hey, can't I just fire them at any time? Yeah, you can, Mm -hmm. but you need to make sure that they don't believe it was for an illegal reason, which is Mm -hmm. essentially discrimination or retaliation. Those are the two biggest things you can't do. And so that's why you want to have performance conversations with people. If they're not performing, you want to have the conversation with them and you want to have it documented that you talk to them about this issue. And that's why you want that documentation. And I think where people sometimes get tripped up is they feel like they have to do it legally and you don't actually have to. But the reason why you want that stuff is so that if a claim for wrongful termination is ever brought against you, you have the proof to show that you did what you say you did. So anyways, I was reviewing her employment contracts and there was a section in there, like there was like this big termination section. And I was like, what the heck is this? And I started reviewing it and there was nothing that said at will employment. I was like, oof, that's bad. And then I also looked and it had reference to this law that I'm not even familiar with. And again, I'm not an attorney, so I'm not going to claim to be an expert. But I was like, I feel like I would have heard of this at some point in 15 years. So I Googled it and it was a Canadian law. Mm -hmm. And I was like, WTF? She's using a Canadian employment contract. And I actually have no idea what to do in that situation. (laughs) So if you're a lawyer listening to the show tell me how to handle that because I have no clue. Um, And she has a few other employees that have also signed this contract. So I actually don't know how to fix it. Do you have people sign an amended contract? Didn't we do that at a client though? We didn't actually. That's right. Because the lawyer said we needed to 
basically offer them money to get them to sign. Like you needed to give them a reason to sign a to new resign something. Yeah. Or not a contract employment agreement. Yeah. That's I right. don't know. I didn't give her advice on how to handle that. I just said, you need to update these for future hires. And I don't know how to fix this other issue. Yeah. That's a, you got to have a lawyer issue. And if you had a offer letter that worked the first time. Exactly. Here's what I think happened. This business is in California. Mm-hmm. How many times have you looked something up and said like some blah, 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 CA for California. And then you have to pay attention to the URL because yeah. Canada is .ca. Exactly. And so I've pulled up Canadian stuff before and I'm like, oh, this is Canadian. This is not the U.S. Um, this is not California. And so that can be really tricky. And I bet that's what happened. Yeah. Just not knowing to pay attention for those details. Anyways, yeah. I gave her advice on how to handle the situation. I don't think I'm going to share too much more about what it is, but that was just something that came to light is yeah. make sure you double check those things. Cause that's something little, here's a great example of how you just find any contract, think it doesn't matter until all of a sudden it matters and it's too late to fix it. Yeah. It's hard. So that was an yeah. SOS. That was one of the biggest things. I think that's really kind of the biggie. I want to warn people about the phishing stuff. Oh, the phishing stuff. The phishing email scam. I don't even know that I fully understand what happened. Like, well, I shared it with you because I was like, whoa, this looks really tricky. We'll segue. <laughs> so if you're not aware, people like to fish into companies to try to get you to spend money on stuff. Just give them financial information, like the corporate card number, uh, bank account numbers, things like that. And they'll typically do it to entry-level people or administrative assistants and stuff yes. because they know that they have access to those things. And they'll pretend to be like a CFO or the CEO or somebody who's important. They'll pretend to be that person. Yeah. And when Jackie and I first worked together, I had just started at Lumi. Wasn't it your first day? It was not my first day, but it was like my second week. It was like very early and there was a board meeting this day. And so CEO, CPO board, they were all meeting. They were meeting in a room in the building. They probably were all there. They were in the building in a board meeting. And I get the text, which most people now remember, this was like six years ago, five years ago, six years ago, whatever. Yeah. That's a long time. Most people now know what this is, but at the time I just get this text from a number that could have been Jesse, the CEO. Because you didn't have her number saved in your phone, I'm not sure. Not yet. No, not yet. Not that But time. she would have yours, so that would make sense. But she would have mine. And I get the text. It's, hey, it's Jesse. I'm still in the board meeting. I was supposed to bring gift cards. Can you go get them? And in my first thought, I was like, okay, but I don't have a credit card. Like, I didn't think about it. And I was like, oh, okay, where's the credit card info or something? And then they were like, you should have it. And then I was like, this isn't right. This isn't right. That's when I was like, something isn't right. And that's a very common phishing thing. That's a way that people will do it. So I fell for it for like a minute. Do you think that they had access to Jesse's calendar to even know that there was a board meeting? I think it was crazy timing. I think it was a real lucky guess on their part with that. I don't think they'd hacked into our Gmail. If they'd hacked into our Gmail, they'd already found the financial information. You know what I mean? They would have found all that. And her calendar obviously wouldn't be like public. She did not have a public calendar. Well, actually she did for a while because I remember she had like reading time on her calendar. Oh God. (laughs) I love her so much. She's one of my favorite people. But anyway, so I found myself for a second and I was like, something isn't right. And then I said something to Jackie and Jack's like, that's a fishing scam. I was like, okay, thanks. Cool. Yeah. It was real brief because I was embarrassed. I probably laughed at you. 
I do think though, like some of the larger companies, when those things are happening or when their events are happening. And so people will try to time it up with that. That's an example. Yesterday, one of my clients, the CFO forwarded an email to everybody and said, watch out. This is an example of a phishing scam. And it was like an elaborate one to the point where I shared it with Molly. I was like, holy shit, we would have fallen for this. hundred percent. It was somebody pretending to be a college hosting an event, a, a charity event. And they basically faked the CEO's email saying that they wanted to participate and sponsor $25,000. Yeah. And then the person who was pretending to be the school or whatever Mm -hmm. forwarded that email to the CFO and said, please see so-and-so's email below. Invoices attached for payment or something like that. And it wasn't just like one email from the CEO. They had gone back and created like six back and forth emails between the CEO with different timestamps too, and different dates. Accurate email information, different timestamps, that all of this stuff had actually happened. It was wildly elaborate. So crazy. The thing that really, I think, saved it here is that this particular company is really controlling costs and spend right now. So the CEO and the CFO are talking about financial stuff every single day. And there's no way that the CEO would have approved a $25,000 spend right now. It's just not possible. So the CFO then was like, hey, did you call them? And was like, hey, did you approve this? And that's how they found out it was fake. Mm-hmm. Looked so shockingly real. And yeah, just, it was crazy. I think this was mentioned in the email that was forwarded to you, but it feels like they went on ChatGPT and created an email chain. Like they were like, here's the information. Here's the email. Here's the information. No one sat there and thought all that up and like, plotted out the beats and then typed up the email. Like they a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. That was wild. So word to the wise, be careful, careful out there, protect your assets, gird your loins, <laughs> as they say, protect your assets. I think that's good for this week. Yeah. I'm sure we'll have more crazy stuff next week. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. We should do like a best of craziest things that have ever happened to us episode, like around the holidays or something when things are a little bit slower. We should think about it. Sometimes I feel like I've blocked so many of those things out of my head. They live inside of me. I haven't let go of any of it. You've been in crazier things than me. I have some doozies from managing Lululemon. I bet. I think you've told me a couple. (laughs) Okay. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Hopefully you like this chit chat. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. We hope you're feeling inspired and ready to take things up a notch in your business. And just wanted to remind you that if you want access to the tools, strategies, and guidance you need, our on-demand HR program might be perfect for you. Say goodbye to corporate HR rules because hello, that's not how I roll here if you've listened to a few episodes. And say hello to straightforward, actionable advice designed just for your small business and actually for you individually. Because you get unlimited email and DM access to our team, including me. It's like having your own HR consultant on speed dial. So don't wait. Take your small business to the next level with our on-demand program at peopleprinciples.co forward slash on-demand. We're here to support you every step of the way of building and leading and managing your team. Thanks for being a part of our community and we'll see you in the next episode.